0: Feast your eyes to the inspiration of this story, Chrissy Lynn. Check her Instagram linked below. Please enjoy a very hot episode of your friend's erotic stories.
1: The next story is posted by user taboo mistress from our slash erotica. The title of this post is my dark hero. Sit back and enjoy the story. None of my family members died of natural causes. It's not something we do. I had to listen to my father's skull crack underneath the pressure of a hammer. While my mother dot 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 well dot 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 let us just say the only way police knew it was her body was because I watched her die. If they didn't have my testimony, they would have needed dental records. I saw just about everything before I was allowed to start drinking. And after saying goodbye to my folks by watching them painfully pass over to the other side, I knew I was meant to be alone. Over the next decade I'd become the product of my Uncle Gary, a man who got shot in the face three times before finally giving up. He took over where my parents left off, and just like my father, his biggest mistake was his love for his wife and daughter. One night he thought he was coming home, to crayon drawings, hot chocolate and warm hugs. Instead, he found my aunt and niece bound and gagged, ready to bleed out in front of him. They were all buried together. Although there wasn't much left to put in the ground. At age 19, I was the only Kincaid left. And I realized quite early in life that love is more dangerous than cancer. Why? Because it leads to fear and fear can spread quicker than your brain can tell you to take a breath. Fuck love. Fuck fear. Fuck cancer. Fuck anything that can plant the seed of my destruction. My closest friend is my gun. My fists are my brother's and my mind is safe where I lock all my thoughts trusting in them has brought me success power and a recent 30th birthday celebration i don't remember much of as for death dot 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 it's just another appointment i don't mind keeping that is until amy dawson decided to bust into my office i can tell you stories about the models i've devoured and the exotic women i've partied with but this girl dot 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 she was something entirely different she was gorgeous brave headstrong and very pissed about her brother She was also ready to empty a whole clip of 9mm bullets into my chest if I didn't stay away from him. Her long dark hair seemed to hold a magical power, while her mahogany brown eyes captivated my imagination. I could easily lose myself in those two dark oceans. And as much as I tried to get her out of my system, she refused to leave. Or maybe I just didn't want to let her go. Dare I say I needed an excuse to see her again, even if the excuse was as empty as my soul. It wasn't the most righteous way, I confess, but as the leader of an enterprise that worked against everything the law stood for, I didn't exactly follow the straight and narrow. Chapter 1 Amy I froze at the entrance of the busy workshop. The surrounding area had a notorious reputation for gunfights. But there I was, getting ready to walk into a building filled with God knows what. It made me hesitate a little. The last thing I needed was doubt breaking my stride. I actually entertained the idea that I'm pushing the limits too far this time. Maybe I should just go back to my crappy apartment and congratulate myself for not getting involved in something that will probably kill me. But I didn't. The echo from the grinders rang in my ears and sparks were flying everywhere, intensifying the claustrophobia I suddenly felt. Still, I made my way across the stained concrete and the fleet of exotic cars lined up in such a way it felt like royalty just moving past them. I could smell the combination of leather seats which reminded me of prom night and to bottles of Jack Daniels, scared out of my mind, but determined to confront the man who beat the shit out of my brother. I kept taking those small steps. I've always been the one who stood up for him, even though I'm the younger sibling. Naturally, it pissed him off, and it obviously hurt his pride, but I wasn't there to nurse his ego. My job was to keep him alive, and if that meant kicking guys twice my size square in the balls, I'd do it. Or in this case... I'd probably have to bend over on all fours and take whatever was coming my way, which is why I tried my baddest way first. I have a knack for cutting bullies down to size, although this bully could actually justify what he did. But I didn't care. I wasn't just going to let him hurt the only family I had. The grinding died down and the noise seemed to evaporate. Halfway from what looked like the only office in the dimly lit building, I could hear the sound of my heels, A sound that was previously drowned out by all the commotion of the power tools. I could also sense the lurking from behind the expensive cars. Against my better judgment, I slowed down to scan my surroundings. About 20 guys had appeared out of nowhere, and they were all gawking at me. Where are you going, princess? My dick's right here, one shouted. Some of them burst into that typical macho laughter, while others piled on more compliments. If you let me fuck that tight little ass, I'll die a happy man, darling. The more uncomfortable, I felt the more they enjoyed it, but I wasn't going to let them phase me. As fearful as I was of getting my throat slit and being left in a ditch somewhere, it couldn't compare to how fucking angry I was. The asshole in that office had no idea what was coming. He couldn't possibly be as scary as my brother said, could he? With renewed determination, I marched through the shouting and the testosterone. I was packing a desert eagle underneath my skirt. And I knew exactly how to use it, just in case things got out of hand. One of my foster dads had insisted on giving me lessons, and I was a quick study. I'd rather not get into why he taught me, though. But nobody tried to stop me. Instead, the lurkers growled more profanities, and collectively agreed that I was just a tease. Thankfully, they lost interest as I entered the office. Please, Amy, just leave it the fuck alone. Kinkade isn't just fucking dangerous, he's loaded too. I mean really fucking loaded. He's got like to islands in the middle of the Pacific fucking ocean. I'm serious, sis. Not this time. I don't know why, but I expected to see a bunch of creeps hanging around him, snorting coke and fingering some young stripper's pussy. Instead, he sat behind a dark, wooden desk, reading the paper and drinking coffee. It was hard to guess his age, but he couldn't have been older than 30. His chocolate brown hair was slightly messed up. It had clearly been a long day. And his striking green eyes didn't leave the freshly printed letters as I made my presence known. In fact, he looked rather uncomfortable when I spoke. Are you Kincaid? He flat out ignored me, keeping his focus on whatever he was reading. Should I call you asshole? Instead, despite my determination to be as intimidating as a 130 pound girl could be, there was no stopping the fear from escaping my mind and creeping into my voice. It also didn't help that the plainly decorated office smelled of freshly made cappuccino, an aroma I associated with comfort and safety for some reason. Okay then, how about the guy whose dick I'll shoot off if he comes near my brother again? Will that get your attention? Mildly irritated he dropped the paper on the polished marble wood, sat back in his big chair and looked up. He seemed surprised when he laid those striking eyes on me, as if he liked what he saw. But he still wasn't talking. Daniel. Dot 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 my brother, you broke three of his ribs, almost puncturing a lung. Remember, he wasn't going to deny it. He didn't look like the type that cared much for playing the victim. Stay away from him, or I'll kill you myself, I said without flinching. Kincaid wasn't taking me seriously, because he had a faint smile growing on his lips, which was also very distracting. I could see his muscular shoulders through the white Versace shirt. And his silent confidence only made things worse. If nothing else, he was amused, not intimidated. Impressed maybe, but not intimidated. I had to convince him I wasn't somebody he could mess with. So I took it another step further. Seductively, I pulled up my black skirt, revealing that shiny desert eagle, which was strapped to my thigh. The way he looked at it made me wonder if he was seeing more than he should have. But still he abstained from talking or ratifying my anger fueling my rage with his indifference. He couldn't care less about the gun or my warnings, making it all seem like a silly skit. I was practicing in front of the mirror. I almost felt like a call girl acting out some pervs fantasy, but he wasn't eager to get me out of his office either. The silence became a showdown to see how long I could keep my nerve between us. I didn't need to know Kinkade to realize the amount of danger I was in. I just had to look at my brother for that. But at the very worst I prepared myself for a dick up my ass, which would hopefully cover whatever Daniel owed. Being a waitress and finishing a long and difficult internship meant I had absolutely no money. I also didn't want any criminal charges hanging over my head, so I really hoped the gun wouldn't be necessary. Kincaid rose from his chair, exuding what the perfect sexual specimen would look like. Calling him handsome would be an insult, because he redefined what I considered to be attractive. Even from a distance it felt like he towered, over me, and I couldn't stop my cheeks from flushing. My pussy tingled as a flashing image of him grabbing me and bending me over sprinted through my mind. When he stepped around the desk I instinctively straightened my back, doing my best not to look shit scared. Your brother, Miz. The slight grit in his voice made the hair at the back of my neck stand on end, and I could almost picture him as the sophisticated loner who doesn't like wasting words. Dawson Amy Dawson I replied with as much courage as I could muster. Your brother, Ms. Amy Dawson, made a promise to deliver a car last night, which he didn't. He also requested a $10,000 advance, which he didn't have when I cracked his flimsy fucking ribs. Your sneaky brother, Ms. Amy Dawson, is very lucky there were so many kids in the vicinity. Otherwise you'd been arranging his lonely funeral instead of standing there dot 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 and 3 me. Kinkade slowly made his way forward. Stopping mere inches from my face. I had a front row seat to his toned chest, his moderately squared jaw, and a distinct smell of expensive cologne. I'm out 10 grand. I didn't get my car dot 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 and your brother is still alive. Can you see my predicament? Ms. Amy Dawson. But now that you're here, we can fix that. Kincaid leaned in to smell my hair for some strange reason, and he took his time summing up the coconut shampoo I used. I shivered underneath his warm breath. I couldn't remember a single moment where I felt so horny and afraid at the same time. I knew Daniel owed the guy something, but up until that point I didn't know how much. The only information I managed to get out of Daniel was the name of the creep who nearly killed him, which was all the information my anger needed to overreact. And tracking him down was easier than I thought. Apparently Kincaid had no problem making his whereabouts public, just in case somebody had the balls to fuck with him. And when he spoke again it was with more dominance. I admire you standing up for your brother, Ms. Amy Dawson, I do. But I'm afraid your gun will only get you into more trouble. I used mine just yesterday. And you probably know it's never a pretty picture if you use it right. As for people coming into my office without knocking dot 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 and insulting me, do you know what happens to them, Ms. Amy Dawson? His cologne had distracted me from the question. But from the tone of his voice I could tell it was meant to be rhetorical. They end up much worse than your brother. As casually as possible, I tried to swallow the lump in my throat. My senses were in complete disarray, feeding me a mixture of fear and a desire to strip naked and just fuck him. I take it you're going to hurt me now, Mr. Bad Man. I mocked him. Of course I wasn't going to expose my confusion and vulnerability, but something told me he could feel it. That depends. That depends. Do you have $10,000 with you? Or at least a late model, metallic gray Mustang? My heart pounded in my chest, pleading to get the fuck out. Even if I had a hundred free punches and ten clean shots with my gun, they wouldn't have done any damage to the beast in front of me. It's almost as if I knew he was impenetrable, and it turned me on more than it scared me. Kincaid wasn't just another thug. This much was evident from the second I saw him. No, but I do know how to take guys like you down a step. That amused smile formed on his lips again. Then he reached down, unclipped the gun holster and pulled out the desert eagle, his fingertips making light contact with my thigh. I was too nervous to make any sudden movements, so I just allowed him to disarm me. Whatever possessed me to walk into that chop shop wasn't present anymore. It had scrambled away with my last bit of confidence, leaving my palms sweaty and my knees shaking. I was officially aware of the shit I had gotten myself into. Tell you what, Ms. Amy Dawson. I'll give your brother one more chance. Just because I don't feel like messing up such a beautiful face. Kinkade offered as he placed the gun on a nearby cabinet. If I hadn't heard about his reputation, I would have sworn he sounded sincere. Because he gazed so deeply into my eyes I almost forgot why I was there in the first place. He'll be out of the hospital in what dot 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 two or three days. If he doesn't bring me the car or the money within 24 hours after being released, I'll put him back there. Although his next visit will be to the ICU, where you will get a few minutes to say your goodbyes. Can we agree on that? Ms. Amy Dawson. Kincaid didn't move or flinch. He dominated his position inside my personal space, and I finally couldn't take it anymore. Stop calling me by my whole name you prick. I know what it is. I only realized my mistake after blurting out the words. Frankly, I could only be so scared before getting pushed beyond it, which is exactly what Kincaid did. He pushed me into places I didn't know existed, but I wasn't finished. I'm sorry about your money and your car, but Daniel won't be delivering anything. Kincaid contemplated my statement as he slowly circled me like a lion stalking its prey, inspecting every inch of my body. Then I felt his breath at the back of my neck, and his fingers twisting around my waist. I whimpered slightly as his lips pressed against the back of my ear. Then we have a real problem, don't we? He whispered. I found myself twitching my ass cheeks on pure primal instincts when I became conscious of his body so close to mine. I guess we do. His grip got tighter, but it was his shaft that caught all my attention. It was throbbing against my ass cheeks, making my hormones flood my brain. I can make you disappear tonight. You realize that? He was still speaking with that dominant and precise tone. The only difference was his lips, so close to my ear. Fuck you. I tried shouting through a shallow breath, but it sounded more like a whisper. No matter what I said, this guy wasn't losing his temper. In fact, it was turning him on. He just kept his lips close and his hands on my waist, growing his erection against my ass. But as much as it confused me, it also gave me some control over the situation. He was attracted to me. That part was obvious. But a quick fuck on his desk wasn't going to cut it. He was going to need more. Maybe we can arrange something else. I bargained with my newfound knowledge. His breathing intensified and his dick had reached the maximum space his pants allowed, urging him to discreetly rub it against me. The times I had jumped into Daniel's fights were inconsequential compared to the shit I was facing right then and there. And instead of escaping, I provoked it. You're on thin ice, but I'm a reasonable man. You've got five seconds to win me over. His hand slid to my stomach, then scathed down to my pelvis. His fingertips teased the space between my thighs, making me curse the skirt that prevented me from feeling his touch directly on my underwear. I responded by pulling back unconsciously stimulating his excited rod. Let me walk out the door, and I'll show you. Kinkade may have been aware that I was totally fucking scared, but he hadn't figured me out yet. According to him I was still capable of anything. But strangely enough, he played my game. Alright then. Reluctantly he pulled his hands away and retreated. Then he gestured to the door. Let's see it. What I was about to do would be a historical moment for my sexual profile. And I hoped it would be enough to get Daniel off the hook. I took a deep breath and walked towards the exit. Just like when I stepped into the workshop 10 minutes earlier, I questioned whether I was doing the right thing. But this time it wasn't any use doubting my actions. Because I was into deep already. Walking with the intention of making the lurkers notice me again. I stopped about halfway between the lined up cars and waited a few seconds. I needed to compose myself first, seeing as my pussy was still tingling from the teasing in the office. Plus, the familiar smell of leather helped me to unleash a side of myself I've never known. Kinkade casually stood in the doorway, anxiously waiting for me to make my move. Using my thumb and forefinger, I gave a loud whistle while looking him dead in the eye. And like the perverts they were, the lurkers stopped grinding and followed the high-pitched sound. It seemed their curiosity temporarily paralyzed their vocal abilities because they weren't saying anything this time round. Or maybe they just noticed Kinkade. After slowly lifting my skirt and pulling my underwear down to my knees, I placed my hands on the hood of a nearby Ferrari. It was pretty clear what I was offering. He just had to come and get it. Why did I choose to do it in front of his employees? Because there had to be witnesses to his dominance. I kept my attention on the hood of the car. And about 30 seconds went by before I heard Kincaid coming closer. He unbuckled his belt as he walked, and by the time he stopped behind me his cock was already hard. Aren't you going to ask me to use protection? He asked softly. Just get it over with. I retorted. As you wish. I felt my skirt scraping higher, then his hands on my thighs, slipping to the spot where I wanted them earlier. When his fingers brushed over my clit I whimpered again. There was no place to go but back into his eager shaft. He heaved against me a few times before bending lower and without any difficulty. The tip of his cock found the entrance to my already wet pussy. Getting it deeper than the tip wasn't so easy though. No amount of lubrication could have prepared me for the pressure and Kinkade wasn't exactly gentle. He used power to shove himself halfway inside, which was when my walls showed resistance. His strong arms were tightly wrapped around my waist while he pulled back, as if he was loading a shotgun. I held my breath in anticipation, knowing that a bunch of strange men were probably going to jerk off to this memory later that night. And as Kinkade plunged forward the second time, I jumped onto my toes, screaming from the mixture of pleasurable pain. The quick daydream I had of him bending me over, was materializing with great intensity. He breathed into my neck, as he kept loading and releasing his pulsating cock, making me wet and insatiably horny. Then he pushed me down against the cold surface of the car, bringing the daydream full circle. Graciously he twisted his fingers in between the strands of my hair while grabbing a piece of my skirt, which he used to pull me back every time he shot forward. The friction between our genitals stirred a heat that made my legs go numb, but it didn't stop the bursts of ecstasy that overcame every other inch of my body. The last thing I remember was Kinkade. Unloading his hot sperm and filling me with traces of him that would never disappear.
0: That was one hot story from our friend. Make sure to subscribe and check the links down below to be notified for daily episodes that would make your day a few times spicier as we listen to our friend's erotic stories.